We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Hello and welcome to the Esports Biz Show. I'm your host, Justin Jacobson. This week we'll be discussing esports brand sponsorships. Just as a disclaimer, nothing here is intended as legal advice. It's all the information for educational purposes only. This week's guest is Brendan Shank. Brendan is a partnership manager at both Gamer Advantage and AIM Controllers. He works with talent on behalf of the Gaming Glasses Company and the Custom Game Controller Company. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me, Justin. Thanks so much. My pleasure. So tell us a little about your past esports and gaming experience. What was the first game you played and how did you get involved in the esports business? Yeah, so that's a that's a great question. Um, you know, I think the first ever game I played was like Oregon Trail back on uh, like MS DOS back in the day. But I think the first game that really got me, um, you know, into gaming, uh, I think the, the the big thing recently was Apex Legends for me. Like a couple years ago, into the battle royales, I was like, oh, okay, this is different, um, and it kind of got me reinvigorated back into uh, into gaming. Um, you know, I started in the gaming space, uh, a couple years ago, but a little over two and a half years ago, um, you know, doing, uh, talent management, um, you know, partnership management. And, um, you know, I'd come from a corporate job, uh, just before that, but before that I, I came from sports supplements and in, within sports supplements, I was, you know, helping manage some talent and, and working with that in that area. So I kind of just transferred over my skills, uh, you know. To, to the gaming space, um, you know, started uh, from the ground up and, and really have grown tremendously. Uh, started with AIM controllers, recently brought on um, Gamer Advantage. Uh, but, you know, with, with AIM controllers, it started at zero and now there's over 250 affiliates slash partners. Gamer Advantage, I'm managing about 30 to 40 right now. Um, so it's definitely growing and uh, continuing to grow. Amazing. So tell us a little about AIM Controllers. You know, what do you do there and what about the product? Sure, man. Yeah. So at AIM Controllers, I'm the partnership director now. Um, you know, we, we hired some people to also be partner managers. Um, you know, AIM Controllers is a great company. They've been around for over eight years now. Um, they do some things very differently than a lot of other brands in the space, which is cool. So, um, you know, from a product standpoint, what they do, um, you know, they, they offer a lifetime warranty on their custom controllers. Uh, no other brand in the industry is doing that. It's something that they've done since the, you know, they started eight years ago and it's something that they continue to do, which is cool. And that's one of the reasons, you know, when I was looking to come over into the gaming space, you know, I, I got in contact with ownership of AIM. I've, I've known them for a bit, um, you know, and I, I saw that they do that and they've done it for 
you know, the, the, the life of the brand. And, and to me, that spoke a lot about the quality. Um, the other cool thing that they do, and, and it really helps content creators get behind the brand, is they only use officially licensed Sony and Xbox controllers. So what that means is, you know, you walk into Walmart, uh, GameStop, Best Buy, you buy a controller off the shelf. It's the same controller the name uses, so it'll have all the same functionality. Your console, your PC, whatever you're using it on, it's not going to think it's a different or modified controller. It's just going to say, hey, this is a standard PlayStation or Xbox controller. Cool. Um, but they add on, you know, you get to customize the style to, to what you like. Um, and then you also get to add on features uh, like smart triggers, which are faster clicking uh, you know, triggers. And uh, you're able to... You know, add on all these these modifications that definitely help. Uh, you know, in game to to help win some games and give you a little bit of an advantage over over a standard controller. Interesting. So, what consoles do they work for? Uh, so the you know the the Playstations work for the PlayStation. So PlayStation Four, PlayStation Four, uh, PS Five, obviously is with the PS Five. The Xbox. Right now, we're doing the Series uh, X controller, which is a brand new controller that they made. That's backwards and forwards compatible, meaning it'll work for any of the past uh, Xbox consoles. Um, so they're they're fully capable. They also, Xbox obviously is pretty easily plug and play into PC. Um, and PlayStation 5 recently, um, you know, they, they, a lot of games. So one thing that a lot of people ask is, is the PlayStation controller compatible with a PC? And, and of course it is, but it's really game dependent. So, you know, the game has to, the game developers have to add in the ability to use a, a PlayStation 5 or PlayStation 4 controller. And I would say 99% of games, you know, have that. The most popular, like Warzone, obviously, has has that um, and things like that. So, you know, people are able to use the, uh, use the product on whatever they're using, console, PC, game, you know, any game. Interesting. So is each um, one like a one of one or how does that kind of work? It, they really kind of are. I mean, with all the different, um, you know, with all the different variations that are possible, um, you know, with, with people going on the website customizing, we do have some preset models um, that are uh, available that people can go on and buy. But, you know, if you're customizing a controller, there's so many options, I think down to 26 different options. And within those 26 options, there's, you know, anywhere between two to 15 different, you know, color choices and things like that. So realistically, you know, when you're building a controller, the odds that someone built the same exact controller are pretty low. I wouldn't say impossible, but definitely pretty low. So what are some of the different features that you could, you know, what do they kind of do? What are some of the benefits? So one of the things that get, that really accelerated the content creating, you know, bringing on content creators as both partners, affiliates, um, and, and sponsoring them is is the features. So a lot of content creators, the the 250 that we currently work with, take advantage of some of the features, such as the smart triggers, how I, I um, mentioned before. Smart triggers are pretty cool, right? So when you're playing a game, let's say you're using a standard controller, when you press the trigger, you're going to have to press it all the way down, roughly about three quarters of an inch um, to fully activate that trigger. So if you're playing a first person shooter, you got to press it all the way down. It takes a bit of a time. It may be, you know, a second or even less than a second, but it's still time. So with the smart triggers, we actually reduce the um, the input, right? So instead of having to pull the controller, the, the trigger all the way down, it only pulls down about a millimeter. And then we replace the activator switch with a digital mechanism, meaning it's an instant, um, instant relay. 
Um, so the response time, you know, when you're playing a first person shooter, um, you know, you're going to get that that little bit of a head head start. You know, if you're shooting somebody, you're going to get uh, a little bit quicker. And especially in competitive, you see a lot of these guys playing for uh, in tournaments, you know, for high stakes money. You know, sometimes it's a bullet and, and the difference between smart triggers and not smart triggers really can be a bullet. So when it comes down to it, you know, the content creators like features such as the smart triggers. We also have the most ergonomical uh, paddles on the market. So our paddles, they're on the back of the controller for PlayStation. They're remappable. What that means is anybody, a consumer or a content creator can go on and, and say, hey, I want the back right paddle. There's four paddles to be. X, I want the top one to be Y, you know, jump, reload, however they want to set it up and they can actually switch. So let's say they're saying, you know, they're playing one game and then they're playing a different game. They could switch the paddle setup to fit that game on the fly. It takes about 15 seconds. You don't need to plug it into anything. Um, you know, and the paddles on the back make a massive advantage because you now don't have to take your right thumb off what, you know, is predominantly the aiming stick when you're playing a first person shooter. You don't have to take your right thumb off that aiming stick to go hit the, the face button, like jump, you know, reload, anything like that. You can keep your thumb on the stick, keep aiming at people, keep moving around, sliding around the map um, while pressing those face buttons from the paddles in the back. Okay, so you're the reason all these people have the controller versus mouse debate because this controller just makes you the ultimate warrior. It, it really does add, you know, there's there's no difference in aim assist. We don't have any aim bot or anything like that inside the controller. Again, they function exactly, you know, as 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 they normally would. But yeah, you know, you're you are getting the advantage because you're you're getting the smart triggers. You're going to fire a little bit faster. Um, you know, you could be able to your movement is going to be a lot better. And that goes for both console and PC. But yeah, the, the, a lot of people nowadays, Justin, have been switching, you know, that started mouse and keyboard. Uh, are switching to controller. We have a content creator that we work with. His name is Ryda. He's unbelievable. Check him out on Facebook. Um, you know, he's he is he plays a lot of Warzone and he's dominant at the game. Um, for years, he was playing mouse and keyboard. And I sponsored him because even though he played mouse and keyboard, he really liked the product and he wanted to give his community um, the ability to buy a product that he believed in. Um, and even after years, mouse and keyboard, mouse and keyboard, I said, listen, you know, just do us a favor, try the controller. And he's played with it before he liked it. You know, he, he obviously had a vouch for, you know, for his community, but I said, give it a shot to, to really play with it. And he started playing with it as like, you know, one day we kind of like a joke, like oh, I'll play with, uh, you know, controller. I won't be as good. Turns out he's better on controller. Um, you know, and it, it for short range maps, like a rebirth map or something like that in Warzone, it's great because you're getting that aim assist that the game gives you, where mouse and keyboard, you don't get it. Uh, but you're also getting the benefits of, you know, all the added features that I mentioned. Uh, so he's an example, prime example. And I have people almost a couple times a week come to me that say, hey, I was mouse and keyboard, but I've now switched to controller. In fact, I had a meeting earlier today. We're just going to, um, we're signing somebody uh, uh, today. Um, which is pretty cool. That was predominantly mouse and keyboard is now switching to controller. Awesome. Well, all the haters out there take note. Don't knock until you try it. That's it. You got it. You got to give it a little bit of a try. Um, you know, I think the debate comes down to that aim assist and, and, uh, you know, it, I, I think like anything nowadays, everything has to be polarizing, right? You have to have, you have to be on one side or the other. You can't kind of be in the middle. 
Um, and I think that's what it comes down to with the, the bait of aim assist versus mouse and keyboard. Awesome. Well, so tell us a little about Gamer Advantage. What is the company and what do you do there? So Gamer Advantage, um, I'm a partnership manager at Gamer Advantage. Uh, the company's great. It's a couple years old. Um, they're doing stuff very differently. And, and this is kind of like the theme I picked, right? Like I, I work with companies that are kind of um, really customer focused. And it's no different at Gamer Advantage. So Gamer Advantage puts out the highest quality um, gaming eyewear that is the main focus is to help performance and sleep. And how that happens is they actually use a blue light technology lens um, that they're instead of having most blue light lenses are dipped in a, a filter that kind of knocks out the blue light. Their lens is actually made uh, with the particles that block blue light ground up into the lens. Um, they're, they're, it's by far the best lens on the market. Like it doesn't even come close to the, you know, blue light glasses on, on Amazon. That's not really what they, they are or what they do. Their, their main purpose is to make people sleep better. Um, and and the, how that works is, uh, blue light blocks the production of melatonin, which helps us fall asleep. So when you're sitting in front of a monitor late at night, you know, you're getting blue light from your monitor. Um, it's making your brain think, oh, it's during the day. You know, I don't need to produce melatonin because the sun's out, you know. Um, but what the glasses do is block that blue light and, and different, you know, wavelengths of light. Um, you're able to still produce melatonin, sleep better. Uh, and obviously, we all know when you sleep better, you perform better the next day. And no matter what you're doing, it could be just, you know, a desk job at your work. You could be gaming. You could be doing anything, um, playing sports. You're going to perform better. So. Um, the other cool thing that they do, and it, it kind of, again, aligns with what I, the brands I pick out uh, to work with, they offer a lifetime warranty on their frames, which is pretty cool. Um, you know, they use an expensive frame versus, you know, a, a cheaper frame that you would see on like a, you know, an Amazon blue light glass. Um, so it's, again, it's a company that's just really focused on, uh, you know, on, on the consumer, uh, on the customer. Uh, and what I do there is the same thing I do for aim. I, you know, meet and talk with talent. Um, you know, people who are in the gaming space that have, uh, followings that maybe wear glasses or, or have a passion or understanding about the product. I educate them on why we're a little bit different. Um, send them out a pair of glasses. I, I say, Hey, I want you to see if you sleep better after wearing them for a week. And 99.9% of the time, the response is, yeah, man, I slept great this last week. And you know what? It's, it's crazy how much of a difference. Um, and typically that, you know, makes for a great partnership. So that's, that's really what I, you know, I focus on and, and look to do, uh, at gamer advantage. So what is like blue lens coding? I know that there's all these myths and, you know, give us a little of the four one one on all this stuff. So I I'll be, uh, I'll preface this as I am no, uh, vast expert. Um, but to my knowledge, so I've bought, basically I bought uh, years ago, I went on Amazon and bought a pair of blue light glasses. I think it was two pairs for $20. I tried them on and I said, I don't know, this, they don't feel comfortable. They're not really like doing much for me. Threw them in a drawer. That's it. My son messes with them. Uh, you know, if he wants to wear glasses, he messes with them. Um, and, and then I came across gamer advantage and the difference that, so what, my understanding is the blue light is produced again from monitors and what it does is disrupt um, the melatonin production, which melatonin actually helps you 
basically it says to your body, hey, all right, it's getting dark. It's getting nighttime. You know, we're going to start slowing things down and getting you ready to sleep. Um, but again, when you're in front of that monitor, especially people, you know, you work it during the day, you want to come home at night and relax, you, you play at night, that monitor is blasting out blue light lenses, uh, blue light um, uh, wavelengths. So the glasses will block it, help you sleep better. There is, uh, you know, people, oh, is blue light real? Is it not real? Um, you know, the lenses that, the interesting thing is the lenses that um, Gamer Advantage uses are the same exact lenses that are for prescription use for people with macular degeneration to block some of these things. So um, this isn't a novelty item. It actually is backed by science. And if you go to the Gamer Advantage website, it's pretty easily found. You can just drop down in one of the menus when you're when you're uh, you know searching through the website, going on, you know, looking for different pairs. There's actual clinical research that shows that it does help improve melatonin production and sleep. Um, so there's, there are people out there that, you know, may say, Hey, you know, blue light, uh, what the heck is that? And, and again, that's not really the goal of the, the company. The goal of the company is to help people perform and sleep better. And, and they do that through the blue light lens. Um, but you know, the, having the actual clinical research behind it and being the only company to be able to, to tout that and show, Hey, I actually have, um, clinical scientific certified research data, you know, on this. I think it's pretty cool. 100%. So how does it work for people that maybe have prescription glasses or contacts? Uh, so, you know, if, if they did want to use the lens that Gamer Advantage uh, has, you know, you would order basically contacts. You would just have to order the lens. You know what I mean? You just order a pair of glasses. You get the blue light blocking lens with it, the, uh, you know, patented lens with it. If you did have a prescription, they could also do prescription, which is pretty cool. So I think it's around $80. They'll do your exact prescription. You send it to them um, and they'll get it done, make you a pair of glasses, send them out. So there you go. You have a prescription pair of blue light blocking glasses that are going to help you sleep better. And the frames are guaranteed for life, which is pretty cool. Awesome. Yeah. I mean, I definitely... You know, think it's a benefit as someone who sits in front of a computer all day and definitely notice that this is a huge trend. So tell us about some recent, you know, partnerships and brand ambassadors. What have you noticed has worked in the past with some of them and maybe some campaigns that have fell short? Yeah, man. So that's a, that's a great question. I mean, you know, what I look for today and, and the landscape, the important thing to know is like the landscape is ever changing. You know, during the pandemic, everyone's sitting at home. Everyone was playing Warzone, right? Apex Legends, but mainly Warzone. Um, so when I started with AIM controllers was during the pandemic, the start of the pandemic. And, uh, you know, at that point, I was just looking for creators who were playing Warzone because it was very popular and that's the game everyone was playing. So why search anywhere else? Um, you know, and, and now the, the landscape has changed a little bit. You know, Warzone's oversaturated. It, the, the views have dropped. So... You know, recently uh, brought on some pretty cool partners. Um, you know, people, my my main focus at first was Facebook. My focus currently now is Twitch and YouTube. Um, you know, I put out a post yesterday. I'm looking for people to do reviews on the AIM controller, um, you know, and, and people with YouTube uh, uh, channels that do, you know, gaming product reviews. That definitely helps. Um for partnerships, you know, uh, 
you want to find people who can review a product and, and stand behind it and give an honest feedback. The big thing is, you know, being honest. And I think that's, uh, you know, what I'm looking to do right now. Still looking to bring on traditional partners who play games, just kind of looking outside of Warzone and, and other first person shooters. Um, kind of reevaluating kind of what games are popular now and, and what people are playing uh, and, and, you know, what, what partnerships that, that, that would entail, you know? Interesting. So do you see it as more of game specific or genres or more kind of content creator where it doesn't really matter what they're playing? It's them themselves that are kind of, you know, activating their communities. So it's, it's, it's a mix of all of those and I'll say it. Um, so, Certain content creators are great and passionate. And if they believe in a product, it's easy to partner with them because if they're going to believe in it, when someone asks them, hey, what kind of controller do you use? Hey, what kind of glasses are those? They're going to speak about your product very passionately. And that's going to you know, bode well for a partnership. Um, now, there's some people, though, that are very good at a game, but maybe not the best at creating content, but get a lot of views because they you know, are... are top one percent top 0.1 percent you know playing this game they're at an elite level and those also you have to look at because people are going to ask them or people are going to say man i want to play like this guy or girl how do i do that oh they're using this controller you know let let me buy that controller so maybe they're not the most charismatic or personable um content creator but they play the game you know whatever game that is very well I've tried different, you know, to look outside of the competitive space before. And I think the competitive space still holds, uh, you know, strong value because when you're going to buy a, you know, $200, $250, you know, modified controller, um, most of the time you want a competitive advantage. And most of the time these people are playing a game that's competitive. So, you you know, you, you advertise and you, you partner with and market towards that, that genre. Um, but lately, I think, that, again, the landscape's changing. So I, I'm actually in a process right now of kind of trying to figure out what's the next move. What's the next step? Where should I look next? How do we do it? Um, you know, what's the next big thing kind of. Interesting. So are there specific um, metrics or notoriety that you look for in potential partners or is it case by case basis? How does that work? It's definitely a you know, and I hate to keep giving vague answers, but it's it's definitely a mix of of that as well. Um, you know, you you there there has to be, and I think this is something that content creators under most understand, but you know, people have to understand that you know, aim controllers are gamer advantages of business, and it costs money to be to partner somebody. Um, you know, it, it costs money in the fact that we're investing time you know, in that person, we're investing resources, we're investing a controller or a pair of glasses. So the only way uh, to, you know, in the beginning to, to look at someone is to really look, review some of their content, and which I always do, I watch 15 to 20, if I, if I don't already watch the person, I watch 15 to 20 minutes of, of a stream, each stream, you know, for each stream in a week, just to kind of verify that, you know, who they are and make sure that they're, they're they are putting out cool content and, and appropriate content. Um, but there obviously has to be numbers behind it too, because we can't sit and watch a person stream for three, four five hours a day and say, man, this person's a really good person. You know, I want to do them, you know, salad and, and bring them on as a, you know, a partner. Um, you know, you have to kind of take the objective look and say, 
they've got X amount of followers. They get X amount of CCV. They, um, you know, they, these are the other partnerships that they have. That's important. Um, you know, all those factors come into place. Now, uh, the big thing for me, Justin, that I look at, and I tell this to everybody, you know, if, if maybe people apply to be a partner and they're just not at the right stage, always check back in, always keep active because the main thing I look for too is growth. So, you know, maybe you're not at the exact level we were looking for. Maybe you're not hitting 100 CCV right now and maybe you don't have, you know, X amount of followers on Twitter. That's fine. But if I, if you show me, hey, Last month, I grew 100%. This month, I grew 120%. The month after that, I'm growing 80%. And you're showing like growth, strong growth. That means they're doing something right. And that's someone that you might want to say, hey, you know, you're not the level right now, but I see you getting there in the next three months. Let's work on a partnership today. Interesting. I mean, I think that's some amazing advice for everyone out there. You know, the point of not just who you are as a self, but who else you're working with and who else you're kind of aligned with really says a lot about you and your brand. If you don't, you know, I look at people all the time and sometimes they don't have partners and that's okay. You know, maybe we're the first company that they're looking out to. But if you do have a current partnership and it's obviously not conflicting with a company that I represent, I'm going to ask about it and I want to know a little bit about how it's going. And it shows if you've if you say, oh, yeah, well, I had a partner, you know, Cadillac sponsored me for a month. Manscaped sponsored me for a month. Uh, Pringles came or AT&T came and sponsored me for a month. And it's like those are the type of partnerships you had that showing not not they weren't long term. It's showing they didn't renew. Why? Why didn't they renew? What what happened? You know what I mean? Whereas if someone comes to me and they say, oh, well, I've had this partnership and it's been great and I've had it for six months or a year. That shows me, okay, this this other brand is renewing with you. There's there's some value behind that. You know what I mean? Like there's there's something there. Um, you know, the one-off brand deals, uh, I think, can hurt creators because, you know, they, they say, oh, well, Cadillac paid me X amount of dollars for a two-hour stream. And, you know, that's great. It's like, that's not in the gaming space. It doesn't equate. It doesn't make, you know, it's not apples to apples. That's a- apples to turkey sandwiches. You know what I mean? Like it, it doesn't, uh, and, and I think it, those types of one-off deals can actually hurt creators in the long run. Interesting. I think that that's definitely, you know, like you said, the fact that they're not renewing with you, that you're not even saying how successful it is. Like these are tells to other people in the space of like, okay, well, something's happening here. And if it was successful and they did get what they want, or even if you exceed it, which is, you know, my goal with all of these things is to, you know, promise what you promise, but always exceed that. That's a red flag. It, it definitely can be. I mean, it's not always, it's, it's never like, oh, well now I'm not going to partner with you because you know, you've only had this one partnership for one month. It, it's not the end all and be all, but it, it tells a story, you know, it definitely tells a story. And, and I think, in the long run, I think people, content creators, especially that have um, maybe management behind them in certain areas, um, at, at the end of the day, if if the only partnerships you're achieving are these non-gaming space partners, Cadillac, AT&T, Manscaped, and you're only getting these one, two month, three month hits, um, you know, you have to understand that your community you know, you have to look at it for your community too, right? Your community, um, 
might not align with Manscaped. Okay, they saw you have X amount of viewers, but they they will align with a gaming brand, you know, because they're watching you because they play games. They want to get maybe advice or they like you or X, Y, Z. Um, and I think, you know, they, they uh, as a creator, they say, oh, well, you know, Manscaped paid so much. Well, they've got, you know, X amount of investors. They've got, you know, and they only did it for a month where, you know, gaming brand might come in and, and it might not, be at the value that, uh, you know, a Manscaped or a Cadillac would pay, but it might be actually better for their brand, their image, their community, but they don't see, you know, sometimes they don't see that. They say, oh, well, the dollar amount's not exactly where I want it to be, so I'm going to pass it up and I'm just going to get another Pringle sponsorship. And it's like, you know, you, you got to think about the how you your your brand is perceived as well. Absolutely. It's kind of like the balancing act of being able to be have the endemic and non-endemic and also not look like a billboard where every week you're just pushing another ad. Exactly. Exactly. And I think eventually it's going to become like a NASCAR thing. You know what I mean? Like some of these guys are going to have 80 million brands across their screen uh, for one month. And, you know, after a while, I think it could actually hurt them because their audience isn't going to stick around too long for that. They're going to be like, oh, you know, this guy's or girl is just, you know, really interested in, in X. It, it kind of shows where, um, and I'm not saying it's, there's, it's a total bad thing, but I think like you said, a mix of things is definitely important. Absolutely. So are there any like social media platforms that you prefer to focus on? What are your thoughts on TikTok? I know brands have totally different approaches on what they value, what metrics they look at. So how do you usually approach that? I think Twitter in the gaming space is very big and, and very, um, impactful um you know we definitely look at twitter um as i would say the main social media platform nowadays you're you're 100 right nowadays people have been um focused on tiktok tiktok's helping creators grow and it's phenomenal uh for that it's phenomenal for getting views and and having people discover you um you know from a brand point of view uh if i'm honest we haven't seen the best conversions with tiktok um, so TikTok only creators for me, um, typically we won't partner with them unless it's something, you know, uh, very different that they're doing, uh, than anyone else. TikTok's a great tool. Um, you know, in the brand space, it's helped with recognition, um, for conversions, it's not the best, but for brand recognition, for, uh, you know, recognition for, um, the creator, I, I think it's a, it's a great tool though. What platforms you found have the best conversion rate for what you guys are working on? Uh, typically, it's it's YouTube, you know, any of the streaming platforms, things like that. Obviously, again, Twitch is uh, uh, Twitter is is you know, if we're talking strictly social media platforms, Twitter is definitely the most prevalent. I found I found a lot of people active on on Twitter. Um, you know, it, it depends on how you're active on Twitter too. Twitter's better with words, less pictures. Uh, Instagram's better with pictures. You know, X Y Z. Um, so, you know, I would say YouTube is a great platform that I think a lot of companies are taking a look at right now, specifically because videos stay and live on YouTube. They're very easy to find. And if someone puts out a video that says best controller for Warzone or best controller settings for Warzone, you know, people could still Google, you know, they could search that and stumble across your page. And, you know, see their, your, your, you know, different partnerships, CXYZ. And, and um, it's easier to be found on YouTube than, you know, Twitch deletes streams after two weeks. And, and Facebook, you have to scroll down, scroll, scroll, scroll 
uh, for a million years to, to really get back. So YouTube's definitely an interesting one. I think they're he- invested heavily right now, and I think they're going to be making some big pushes. I mean, we already saw Tim the Tatman go there. Um, obviously, Dr. Disrespect is there only because, uh, you know, he had that issue with Twitch. Um, but I think YouTube is definitely going to be a platform to watch for sure. Definitely. And I think in terms of Twitter, it's, you know, I had written an article about this, that it's kind of this marketing dilemma where most non-endemic traditional brands is all about Instagram and have no love towards Twitter. Twitter has no value to them. But in the, you know, the endemic space, like you're mentioning, that's the opposite for you guys that like the value and the interaction and where you see the best sales is through Twitter and kind of that engagement. I definitely think the interaction's the best. You know, I, I wouldn't say conversion's always the best with Twitter, but, but getting your brand out there, being able to interact with your community as a brand, I think Twitter's Twitter's great. You know, because Instagram, you're posting a picture, and yeah, of course you can reply to comments, but with Twitter, you're mostly posting a, a message. You know what I mean? It's not necessarily a, always a picture. In fact, nine times out of ten, it's not. You know, you're you're posting a, a view, an opinion, uh, something like that. And the whole point of Twitter is to get people talking, right? So you post that, people come on, they say, I agree, I disagree, here's why I agree, here's why I don't agree. Um, and it gets the community talking and it, you know, it, I think, I, I was never a big Twitter guy, maybe till three, four months ago, uh, I got on and, and really started going heavy in, into Twitter. And I saw the power of it and saw how, how good it is for just brand recognition for creators, for brands themselves for everything, you know, for, for people like myself, for people like you, um, you know, I think Twitter is, is definitely strong in this gaming space. Absolutely. So what advice do you have for aspiring games, gamers looking for brand partnerships with, you know, your aim controls or gamer advantage, just really in general? Honestly, the best thing you could do is always shoot your shot. Um, you know, me specifically in this, I can't speak for any other companies or any other brand uh, partner managers, but me specifically, if you apply, you know, it may take a, you know me three, four weeks, sometimes five weeks to get back to you only because sometimes there's a, a mass influx. I try to get back to everyone as fast as possible, but I'll at least tell you, hey, if it's not a fit today, here's why I think. And I, you know, here's what, I, you know, if, if you're making, you know, if you're seeing growth in these different areas, let's touch base. And I try to give people a goal to shoot for. You know, because you can't, like I said earlier, I can't just partner everybody. We are investing money. If we didn't send everybody product, you know, to, to use and, and, and try. Yeah, sure. I throw, I could, I could sign a hundred partners a day and have people, you know, represent aim and it would be great, but I wouldn't feel good about that, especially if it's someone maybe that doesn't use the product. So if you're applying to a brand sponsorship, you know, apply, apply, see what they say. If they give a generic response, Hey, right now is not the time. Ask them why. Always ask, try to find out and don't be aggressive about it. Just be kind about it. Hey, you know, I appreciate you taking the time to look at me. Unfortunately, it's not the time. That's fine. Where can I make adjustments or, you know, when should I reach back out? You know, is it, is it follower count? Is it this, is it that? Find out what the brand is looking for. The, another big thing that I always tell everyone is, is put info, but not too much. So you know, a good thing when you're reaching out to a brand, if they have a form to fill out, great. Typically, there's a section at the bottom that says, you know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Three, four sentences max. And when you're doing that, if you have significant growth that you'd like to speak to, speak to it. Growth is is massive because I mentioned this earlier. 
you might not be right here today. You might not be, hey, I don't have 100 CCV. I have 50 CCV. But you know what? If you tell me last month you had 25 CCV and now this month you have 50 and the month before that you only had 15 and you're doubling it every single month. You know what? That may be enough for me or any partner manager to say, you know what? This person's doing something right. People are liking it. People want to you know, move along with it. Um, let's let's uh, let's take a second look at this person. Wherever it's if you're just giving generic numbers, that's all we have to go off of. You know what I mean? So it makes it a little bit more difficult. Um, the media kits are always very nice. And, and when people take the time to put out a media kit to me, I definitely take the time to, you know, do my best to look over each aspect of it. I think it shows if, you know, that it shows the important, like they care, you know what I mean? Uh, kind of like a cover letter at a job or, you know, going above and beyond doing something when you're applying to a job. Um, uh, you know, I think those are some pretty good tips for for when people are are you know looking for a partnership. If you feel like, hey, I don't want to apply and and because I really don't know, if you can reach out, reach out, ask questions. There's no harm in asking questions. There's no harm in trying to find out you know what the what a brand's looking for. Every brand is going to be different, so ask questions. Hundred percent. I think that's some amazing advice, and you know, to echo your point about taking the time to build the media kit to figure out, you know, your four elevator points. It's great about everything you're doing, but we got to focus on the most important things, and the things you focus on usually tell a lot about, you know, what's important to you as well. Right. Exactly. 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 So to kind of bring this towards the end, what's your favorite part about working in the esports and gaming space? I mean, I love video games, um, you know, so it, it definitely is kind of cool. Sometimes, you know, I'm, I'm take a, a couple hours and I'll play with some of the the, uh, the creators that we have on staff. I, I like meeting different people, you know, now over at AIM, like I said, I have 250 different people. I've, some of them have become very close friends, I, I would say, um, you know, meeting different people. And I think it's it's an industry that right now, the gaming, not the gaming industry in itself, but the content creating industry is in its infancy stages uh, for me, how I look at it. And I think uh, it's going to be growing a lot over these next couple of years. There's going to be some pretty cool changes. And, and I think there's going to be a lot of growth within it, um, which is cool. And it's just cool kind of being in something that I think, uh, you know, is is growing and is going to change over the, the course of the, of the years um, and kind of being with brands that I respect. I mean, you know, uh, brands that are putting out products that, that I would stamp my name to, you know? Awesome. So what's the future for aim controllers and for gamer advantage? Where are those brands going? So aim controllers, I mean, there's a lot I can't talk about, but basically, I mean, there's innovation is never stopping at aim controllers. We were the first people to launch the PlayStation five custom controller, uh, before anybody we've since made some adjustments to it and we've got some really cool stuff coming out, uh, either by end of year or early next. Um, I wish I could say it, but you know, the, the future of the partnership department is, is growth. Um, you know, some partnerships, uh, departments and, and other brands are not really, um, focused on bringing new people on, uh, I'm focused on growth. I'm focused on bringing people on. Um, the brand's constantly growing. We're adding new features. We're adding new products. Um, you know, I wish I could say more, but a lot of them would, uh, you know, would spoil a lot of surprises. But we just launched our V3 paddles recently. 
Um, you know, so a different version of our, our paddles, more ergonomic, uh, which is pretty cool. Gamer advantage. I mean, similar thing, you know, where they're, they're pushing growth. Um, they're trying out different, uh, styles of, of, uh, you know, frames. Um, and I actually had a very exciting meeting today with the owner of gamer advantage and the partnership director. And they're restructuring internally to really focus on consumer um, and the message to the consumer, making sure that the consumer understands even, you know, we have all these amazing things. We have the best lens, but giving them the education on that. And I think there's a lot of cool stuff at Gamer Advantage. Keep your eye on them. Um, over the next couple of years, there'll be, uh, you know, there'll be some growth and, and some different cool things that, that they're doing. Awesome. Well, definitely keep on the lookout for all the new stuff that you guys are working on. So try to end each episode with my three questions. So what's your favorite game to watch? To watch or to play? Well, we're going to ask both. So what do you have to okay. watch and what do you have to play? Uh, you know, I lately, uh, right now, I've been watching a ton of YouTube videos on Escape from Tarkov. Are you familiar with it? Yes, I've definitely heard of that one. Uh, so, you know, Warzone for me has gotten a little bit stale. I'm kind of over the cheaters. So I was playing a lot of Warzone, but I really wanted to learn Escape from Tarkov. And it's not, it's an intricate game. It, it's a very intricate game. Um, the amount of detail and not graphic detail, but, but just detail the, that goes into the game in general is the scope is just unbelievable. So I've been, I've been staying up at night watching different creators playing Tarkov, learning some tips and tricks, watching some tips and tricks videos on YouTube. Um, that's been my uh, big thing. There's been, they, they do um, what's called a wipe every six months. They just did it today, meaning everyone starts over from the same level. Um, so they just started that today, which is exciting. Uh, that That's, Escape from Tarkov has definitely been my focus lately. Awesome. So last one, who's your favorite video game character? Favorite video, like of all time? Yeah. Huh. That's a good one. That's a good one. Who is my favorite video game character? Man, I really don't know if I have a a, a solid answer uh, on that one. I'll give Jeff go-to for Mario Kart. That's always a good one. There we go. Go-to for I always like Donkey Kong. I always like the bigger characters. Donkey Kong was was my guy. I'm a bigger dude. Um, you know, I, 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 so I kind of always kind of aligned with that. Um, golden, I like, remember golden eye back in the day? Yeah, definitely. Who didn't like a little odd job? The guy was a little <laughs> short, you know, you, 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 uh-huh. you duck down, you do a little tricks to the guys. Um, odd job was cool. Uh, you know, Jeff Leach recently played ghost in the, the latest call of duty. I thought he did a phenomenal job. Shout out to Jeff Leach. He's a funny guy, uh, you know, comedian, uh, he does voiceovers in the gaming space. Um, so, you know, I loved his character, how they, how he portrayed it, how he did it. I thought he did uh, an excellent, excellent, excellent job. Um, so, yeah, I would say those guys. Awesome. Well, you know, this was amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Tell everybody where they can connect with you. Uh, I am, I'm now active on Twitter, as I said, you know, three months ago, right? Uh, so, you know, you could always reach out to me, um, uh, on Twitter. Uh, my Twitter handle is the quest eight one eight. Um, so just hit me up on Twitter. DM should be open. I'm pretty sure. Um, you can always reach out to me on, uh, uh, discord as well. Uh, I do have my discord DM. So you'd have to friend request me. Uh, let me see my discord name real quick. 
because those are typically the best ways. You can also email me if you have any questions um, regarding partnerships, brendan at aimcontrollers.com or brendan at gameradvantage.com. My Discord ID is brendan hashtag 1014. You will have to send a friend request um you know ahead of time but the best way to reach me definitely the easiest way is is twitter awesome so everyone make sure to check him out on twitter and to follow me on twitter justin jesq and check apple Podcasts for all our episodes whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring this podcast. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System, you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. At hundreds of locations across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE system technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unifydhealing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.